with the prayer brush and mommy. Young grandma. Young, not daddy. Young Mojo. Daddy's here. And Mojo's here. Hi. 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 Today we're going to read the story called The First Thanksgiving by Linda Hayward, illustrated by James Watling. What's happening on the front of this book? Um, um, it's a we have pilgrims and Native Americans and they're all at the, uh, they're all at the first Thanksgiving, right? All right, so let's get started. Plymouth, England, 1620, that's hundreds of years ago. A ship is in the harbor. You see the ship? Taking on passengers. The people going aboard seem to be too poor and too ordinary to ever be famous. But their names are now in history books. Almost 400 years later, we will tell their story. These are the people that we call the pilgrims. They're about to sail to a strange new land called America. They've been warned that Indians or Native Americans, may attack them. Even the voyage will be dangerous. There may be pirates or hurricanes. Many a ship has sailed off and has never been seen again. The pilgrims are risking their lives. Why? It started with the king. The king declared that everybody must belong to his religion. But the pilgrims wanted their own religion. They tried meeting in secret. But the king spent spy, sent spies to watch their houses. He sent soldiers to arrest their leaders, and even their neighbors turned against them. So the pilgrims decided to leave England so that they could worship whatever religion they wanted. Now at last, they're on the ship they will take them, that will take them across the ocean, and that is called the Mayflower. Other people have joined them. And everyone hopes for a better life in America. It's a picture of the ship. That's a cross cut of the um, like cut through of the ship where they cut off. They haven't cut off the half of the ship, but they basically are showing you what it looks like on the inside. So you've got the bottom layer of the ship where you have all of the food and the stores and the water in the barrels. And then the middle part, which is where all the people are staying. And then the top part, which is where the people are going to... Um, Maybe the officers are staying and... They go to the bathroom. I don't think... I don't see any bathrooms. They might move in buckets. Probably. Everyone hopes for a better life in America. They've given up their houses. They've said goodbye to their friends. They've said goodbye to England, too. The Mayflower is on its way to America. The ship is crowded. There's 102 passengers in all. Most of them must stay in one stuffy place below the deck. It's cold and damp. Damp is wet. There's no water for washing and no toilet. So they can't take baths or showers. They can't go potty. They can poop and tinkle in buckets. They're going to have to poop and tinkle in a bucket. And with 102 people all sitting in this one big giant room in the ship. Could you imagine just sitting there and tinkling, pooping in one big room with a bunch of people? It's not going to be very sanitary. Lots of people are probably going to get sick. Every day, the pilgrims eat the same meal, pickled beef, cheese, and dry, hard bread. Some of the bread is full of worms. Even the water tastes bad. So it is, they're, they're not eating very good food either. 
Halfway across the ocean, the Mayflower is hit by terrible storms. Week after week, huge waves crash across the deck. It seems as if the small ship will break into two pieces. It's very scary and dangerous. But the Mayflower is still afloat. After nine long weeks at sea, one morning a lookout the lookout is the one on the top of the ship that looks out for land. Spots a dark spot speck ahead and says, Land! What a thrilling, happy sight. They have finally reached their new home. The ship gets closer. The pilgrims see a sandy beach and many trees. America looks wild and strange. They've never seen anything like this before. Is it safe? Are Native Americans hiding in the forest? A search party goes ashore. That's just a group of people that they and take from the ship. Took and a puppy. And a puppy. And they take the group and they go ashore to go and look and see what they can find. The men walk along for miles and miles and suddenly they see Native Americans. But the Native Americans are frightened and they run away because they've never seen anyone on their land before. They're like, who are these people that just showed up on my land? I've never seen anything like it before. The men keep exploring. They find wonderful things. Corn, baskets, a spring. And what is a spring, Bryson? A big hole in the water. A big hole where the water comes from, right? They take fresh water from the spring back to the ship. And how sweet it tastes because it's nice fresh water instead of the bad water that they've been drinking. Now the pilgrims must choose a good place to live, a place with a harbor and fresh water and fields for planting. That, that is a Native American that's looking out and looking at seeing what they're doing. Why is the fresh water important? So they can live. So they can live. And why do they need fresh water to live? So there's no animals and insects in there. Uh... In the water? Mm -hmm. Okay. What about, um, what do they need water for in regards to land? Um, to plant crops. To plant crops, because you need water to plant the crops, to water the crops, right? Mm -hmm. So they need that for, and they need fields for planting. At last, they find the perfect spot. And here's the perfect spot right here on the harbor, right near the water. Here, a brook flows into the harbor. A big rock marks the landing. And this, they will call this place New Plymouth. So they came from Plymouth, England, and they're going to call this New Plymouth, New England. The pilgrims begin a new life in a new land. There is so much to do. They must build houses before they can leave the ship. But it's winter. Bad weather slows them down. It takes weeks just to finish one house. Do you think 102 people can live in one house? Well, they're probably not 102 people anymore because I'm sure a good amount of them died on the ship on the way over, right? And there is hardly enough to eat. The pilgrims survive on food from the ship, roots, wild birds and shellfish how they wish for a dish of pudding and a slice of beef why birds why because they can see the birds flying and then they shoot them down and then they eat them why because that's all they can find 
They don't know how to hunt otherwise. They can't find any other animals. On a nearby hill, the pilgrims make a platform for their cannons. They know the Native Americans are watching them. They can see smoke from their campfires. They can hear them in the woods. A guard is posted day and night. So these different groups of people, neither one of them know each other, and they're very unsure about them. Oh, what season are we getting into right now with this weather? Spring. Think about it again. Fall. Fall. Is there white stuff all over the ground? Winter. Winter. How hard that first winter is. Every day is bleak and cold. Fierce, icy winds rip through the settlement. Freezing rain falls for hours, and the pilgrims huddle together by their fires. They feel miserable and so alone. So they're cold. They're hungry. They don't have food. They don't have houses. They're going to start getting sick and not doing very well. Right? They only have one house. It's taken them a very long time to build houses. Almost everyone gets sick, and many people die. The small pilgrim band gets smaller and smaller. By the end of winter, only half of the pilgrims are still alive. The pilgrims bury their dead at night in secret graves. The Native Americans must not know how few pilgrims are left and how weak those few are. The long, sad winter passes. Spring arrives. Native Americans are sighted nearby. And they come closer and closer. Then one day an Indian walks right into the settlement. The children are terrified. But the Indian smiles, or the Native American smiles and says, Welcome. His name is Samoset. He speaks English, so they can speak the same language. He learned it from sea captains. The pilgrims ask Samoset many questions, and they give him presents. They want to trust this friendly Native American. So they've been scared of him all along, but really they could have been friends this whole time, right? Samoset comes back with a Native American named Squanto. Squanto speaks even better English. He likes the pilgrims and he decides to live with them. He shows them how to survive in the wilderness, how to hunt for deer, and where to find berries and herbs. He also shows them how to plant corn the Native American way. And who is that? That's Squanto. And who is that? That's a deer. They're showing, Squanto is showing the pilgrims how to hunt for deer so they're not having to just get birds from the sky. The Indians put fish in the ground when they plant their seed. The fish make the soil richer. So if the fish are in the ground, it's going to make the soil richer and they're going to be able to keep the crop going. So they're going to make more food that way. The pilgrims want to make friends with all their Native American neighbors. Squanto and Samoset tell them about a Native American king called Massasoit. He is a great and wise leader. Massasoit comes to visit Plymouth. The pilgrim governor bows and kisses the Indian king's head. Massasoit bows and kisses the governor's hand, and then they talk together. So they're, being, they're becoming friends, and they're talking to each other about how can we live in peace A treaty is made. A treaty is an agreement of how we can live together in peace. The pilgrims and the Native Americans will not harm each other. They're not going to hurt each other. There will be peace. They're not going to fight. The Native American leader draws his sign. The governor 
writes his name, and the treaty is kept for 54 years. In April, the Mayflower sails back to England. The pilgrims are sad to see it leave, but not one of them leaves with it. They all want to stay in America. So they all say goodbye to their ship. The ship goes back to England, and they all stay in America. The pilgrims work hard all summer. In the fall, the fields are full of good things to eat. It's a time of plenty for the pilgrims and how thankful they are. Why is it a time of plenty? Why have they grown so much this time? Why have they grown so much? Why have they planted so much? Why is it plentiful? Because um, so they can survive through the winter. Why? Is it, why are they so successful now when they weren't successful before? Because they plant food now. What did they learn? The winter. What did they learn? They learned how to plant. Who taught them? Um, Squanto. Squanto. Good. How thankful they are. They have food. They have shelter or homes and new friends. The Native Americans. The pilgrims decide to invite the Native Americans to a Thanksgiving feast. Massasoit promises to come. What a surprise. Massasoit arrives with 90 Native Americans. Wow, look at all those Native Americans. The pilgrims are worried. How can they feed so many people? But Massasoit knows what to do. He sends some men into the forest. They come back with five deer. Now there is enough for everyone. The oldest pilgrim says a prayer of thanks. Then the feast begins. Everyone eats so much. They have turkey, lobster, goose, crab, deer, onions, pumpkin, cornbread, berries. I did not know that they had lobster at Thanksgiving. That might have to change our meal in the future. <laughs> the feast lasts for three days. People eat and sleep and then eat again. The Native Americans do special dances. The pilgrim men run races. They have shooting matches. The children play games like tag and blind man's bluff. Everyone has a wonderful time. Blind man's bluff. We'll have to look that up. It's an interesting question. There, see, they, one person has their eyes covered, and they're probably trying to find the other people. But we'll have to look up the actual rules. As the years go by, more people from England come to America. The little town of Plymouth gets bigger and bigger. The children of the pilgrims grow up and have children of their own. And they have harvest feasts, too. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln, the president of the United States of America, makes Thanksgiving Day a national holiday. The first Thanksgiving is never forgotten. And we still celebrate it today. Yay! All right. Thanks for joining us. Bye, 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 bye. Bye.